course. Hello. Oh my God, Peggy. Bruh. Hi. There's, there's not room for you up here. Yes, there is. There's always room for Peggy. That's why her name is and Peggy. And Peggy, because there's <laughs> always room for Peggy. Always room for Peggy. She did this yesterday during all my meetings. She was just jumping on here, and I was like, I was like typing in the chat. It was gibberish because she was standing on the keyboard. And I was like, I'm so sorry. You're not uh, giving her enough attention, obviously. <sighs> She's on the back of the chair. I can't see her. It just looks like you're looking at nothing. You can see her in between my headphones. <laughs> she, no. I bought her so many toys because it's only in the morning. She wants to play, play, play. And I'm like, I have meetings, dog, cat, whatever. She don't care. So she don't care. This is Gateway Anime Podcast. I don't know if they knew that. Oh, yeah. This is Gateway Anime Podcast. I'm Lauren. I'm Bridget. And it's the morning. It's the morning. Um, we're not morning people. Lauren has to work, um, so we had to record in the morning. I do. <laughs> it's okay. We'll make it quick. These episodes are very uh, they're kind of fillery. Yeah, like all four of them were very. Uh... <laughs> I mean, one of them was like. I mean, I guess two. They they do character explorations, but like backstory character. Yeah, and that's fine. But it's just a lot for, like for four episodes four. in a row. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I was wondering um, why I wasn't as into these episodes, and I was like, oh, they're all like filler. Yeah, I wasn't super into them either. I do like Kyoya's reluctant day out because I like Kyoya, so it's nice for him to get like his own little thing. episode. Yeah, but ugh. <laughs> all of the other ones. It's rough. Uh, but uh, if you made it through it, you're partway there. It's going to be quick. Uh, here's your summary for episode 17. Kyoya's reluctant day out. Kyoya finds himself spending a day at a department store with Haruhi. But he's in a bad mood and completely out of his element. That's it. <laughs> Same. All right, here we go. Kiyoya, who is notoriously bad-tempered in the morning, is dragged half-asleep by the host club into a department store and accidentally abandoned by the host club. He didn't go to sleep. Oh my god, Peggy. This this can't happen. All episode, dog. He didn't go to sleep until 5 a.m. And honestly, same. Not a morning person. Didn't go to sleep until really late. Slash early. Uh, so they're wanting, the host club is wanting to study the life of commoners. This is horrible. And therefore understand more about Haruhi. Great intention. Bad execution. They all wander off and accidentally leave Kyoya sleeping on a bench in the mall. <laughs> they just leave him there. They I just, just don't know how. <laughs> accident. Great intentions. Bad execution. Uh, so they, uh, luckily... No, I've just skipped like five bullet points. Here we go. When he wakes up, Kyoya notices that he is without a wallet or a cell phone and he's hungry and he's grumpy and he's basically just staring at the wall. There's like a map and he's just trying to figure out, what do I do? Could you hear Peggy in the background? No. Oh, I can hear her. It's just the this, this saddest. Back there, she's standing. She doesn't like closed doors. And the laundry room door is closed because it's like a wall 
It, if I leave it open, you can't get to the bedroom or the bathroom or the kitchen. And she's just standing at the door screaming at it. Anyway. Why so does she care about what's in the laundry room? She just doesn't like closed doors. The doors have to be open or else she'll scream at them. That's stupid. She's a parking lot cat. You can't, you can't mm. bring logic into this, Lauren. You own two dogs that are just sweet, right. sweet dummies in the cutest yeah. way. You're not. You're not. <laughs> okay. So luckily, Haruhi is at the department store because Haruhi really likes shopping. And I mean, she tends to shop a lot more than the boys in the, the show. No, if she does like shopping, I think she likes deals. <laughs> she did. She plays deal or no deal at the department store. Um, yeah. So they spend the day kind of learning about each other. They go to a fast food shop and Kyoya is not nearly as smooth as what he usually is and is keeping everyone at a distance and is super grumpy. He like snaps at the cashier and Haruhi's like, I'm so sorry, can we have the receipt? <laughs> it's uh, definitely have been there in that situation where you're like, I have to apologize for a friend and you're just like, I want to die. Um, so yeah. while they're sitting there eating... Kiyoya reveals that he is the youngest of three sons of the Oturi family. And as such, he finds it a challenge to surpass his exemplary brothers. Because, of course, if he's have if he's like the bottom of the totem pole of his family, like, I don't... The others must be, like, it's perfect. Or James Bond or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to meet his father's high expectations. He had heard others having their doubts about him becoming the head of the family. Which was, like... The motto for like these all these filler episodes backstory episodes about these people um so while wandering around they encounter a vendor who is advertising fake pottery as genuine artwork uh there's a woman who's about to purchase something from him and curious steps in and reveals both his knowledge of the art and the vendor's trickery there's no certificate of authenticity and he says oh well we'll just call my family's art broker to double check and the guy panics and then they all reveal that it's a fraud and then he gets taken out of the shop um Haruhi's impressed by his knowledge and kindness in helping the woman but Kyoya claims he had an ulterior motive as the woman he helped is the wife of a very influential man and her gratitude may be a benefit to the Oturu family in the future so the devil works hard Kyoya works harder uh they reunite with the other hosts and after after that they reunite after they do a call on the loudspeaker, like when a little kid is lost at Walmart or H-E-B. Uh, and it, it really is, it makes Kyoya so mad. But I, I thought it was pretty funny because they don't know what to do. And they're like, we lost our child. Um, and uh, they found out that Tamaki has purchased a dog at the shelter and names, uh, names the dog Antoinette, which very... Tamaki to like we're just gonna go look around and then I have a dog <laughs> um as Haruhi leaves to go home she comments that Kyoya she comments to Kyoya that he's really like Tamaki and his dedication to helping people even though Kyoya pretends not to care but he's also impressed by her insight and how she can read people really well mm-hmm. that's, the episode. that's good he sees her as an asset now it's exciting yes. An asset. But also, like, oh no. <laughs> I only have uh, one character, uh, and I only put him in here because he doesn't have a name. 
so he'll never come up again or have a name. So it's for the seller, the guy who sold all of the fraudulent crap. Yeah. Uh, his English voice actor is John Gramillion, which I think is a very fun name. Um, he plays Lord Townsend in Moriarty the Patriot, a Gentle Criminal, and My Hero Academia. Uh, I was like, why does and, the name sound familiar? Yeah. And Dracula Mohawk in One Piece. His Japanese voice actor is Ken Uno, or Uo. There's no N. I just want to say Uno because I feel like there should be an <laughs> I N. I was like, there. how do you it's get those two different U. pronunciations? All right. It's just a choice. U and an O, and it feels like it should be Uno, and it's not Uo. Uh, <laughs> and he plays uh, Toru's father in Fruits Basket. And uh, Corinne in Dragon Ball Super. Oh, and the uh, Galactic King. He also plays the Galactic King in Dragon Ball Super. So, yeah. All the these end. things I don't know. Lovely. That's fine. That's why I'm telling you. So that <laughs> in the future, if you ever I can pass go, by, that name sounds familiar. you can be like, I know that person. <laughs> <laughs> and that's only important to me. And I don't <laughs> care here is your netflix summary for episode 18 uh honey's decision to abandon martial arts and pursue a life of luxury has his intense little brother seething with rage that's it that's it well, that's a pretty good summary <laughs> right so this is 18 chica's down with honey declaration so the episode opens with this guy asking if this is the host club And then immediately, like, bursts in and starts dueling Honey, which is absolutely sending Harry into a tizzy because no one seems to be reacting to the fact that Honey just got surprise attacked. We learn that it's Honey's younger brother, which is really funny because he's much bigger, uh, and I like that trope. It comes into play in the story. But Honey has a younger brother named Yasuchika Chika. Honey... Honey Nizoka. There we go. I have to like take a breath before I say it. Chica is <laughs> Chica is known to hold a grudge against Honey because of Honey's Alola Shota lifestyle. You know, be cute, have cuddly things, eat sweets, all that jazz that Honey does. He pulls out a pipe during the fight, which is just like <laughs> poor horror. He this whole fight is like, oh my gosh, weapons! But Honey wins with the sneaky Shuriken attack, which that's just kind of cool. This is actually Naruto. Yeah, <laughs> surprise! <laughs> Naruto. Shadow Jujutsu. Uh, Shadow Jutsu, sorry, not Jujutsu. Shadow Clone Jutsu. Gosh, I'm such a noob at this. Anyway. together. <laughs> I'm only on, like, what, episode 10? Actually, 11. Did you did you see the Patreon episode? You know when no, I said is- the Patreon no. when we recorded? And I was like, we're on episode and 10. And we recorded... Two completely different episodes because I thought we were on episode nine. Well, we were supposed to be on episode nine. Apparently, I had watched ahead. I didn't know, and so the title is episode episode ten. But really, we skipped nine. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I I realized that when I was uploading, I was like, oh, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. That's, uh, awesome. that's why we're doing our new format for Patreon. We're just going to watch the rest of this season, right? For the next episode? Oh, I think so, yeah. Because okay. there's only I just what, wanted like, to make sure. 13 episodes left in season one. 
something like that. Yeah, we'll just watch the rest. <laughs> Since we're apparently on 10. Oops. All right. I love it. So, um, whenever they meet, family tradition for Honey's family demands a martial arts duel, and typically, Honey always wins. Honey also states that the heart of the Hane Nozoka technique is self-restraint, which, as the twins point out, doesn't really seem to apply to the self-indulgent Honey. Chika demands that Honey steer clear of him at school, and after he leaves, Haruhi learns how Honey quit being the captain of the Oran Karate Club in order to join the host club. Haruhi admits that every family has its issues, but she doesn't understand why Honey chose the host club over the Karate Club, a much more respectable organization. So the twins share the story of Honey's past when he was captain of the Karate Club as a first-year Oran Academy student. So we have this lovely flashback to Honey as a first year when, because of his small stature, his father is concerned that he won't be respected as the eventual family patriarch and so instructs his son to cast aside all weakness, toxic masculinity, and take hold of his Mm -hmm. true strength. Honey agrees and tries to be a manly man, crating away all of his toys, adopting a tough attitude, and giving up all the sweets he loves. Even when, like, a girl offers him something, he's like, no, I don't like that. And, and like, all those girls just like, we must be strong. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so, while still captain, he meets Tamaki, who entices him. This is basically just all these episodes of how they met Tamaki. Which, if I don't get a Tamaki backstory episode, I'm going to be upset. You will. Good. good you good, will good. get one. Because I was like, there's only six episodes left. I need one. I know. You're so, about to be so frustrated. Okay. So he meets Tamaki and entices him to join the host club by promising the adoration of girls, stuffed animals, and all the sweets he can eat. Honey tries to resist without success, especially after Tamaki defines true strength as being completely yourself. Honey then asks his father the definition of true strength, which his father attempts to demonstrate in the dojo. Of course, toxic masculinity has to be fighting. Honey landing a sparring partner in the hospital, which classic uh when the secretary of state to japan who is serving as the referee because i love that honey is this small animated little character but they make him like the most powerful character in the series which is great uh witnesses (laughs) when he witnesses this he begs the boy to never use his martial arts at full capacity in public ever again worried that the international community would suspect japan of harboring a weapon of mass destruction aka he is the Captain America. He has super soldier serum is what they, other people would think and, you know, start a whole war, Sokovia courts. Anyway, that's when Honey quits the karate club and joins the host club and Honey's parents begin to raise Chica in a much more stricter manner because they've given up on Honey. Tamaki insists that they must help the brothers reunite, which... Haru, he's like, I knew he was going to say that. And she's like dreading it because of course they're going to meddle. So they go to the dojo where Chika is now captain of the karate club. They see that he's fawned over by fangirls and obeyed by his students. But the younger Hani Nozoka notices that both groups say that he's good, but not as good as Hani. Chika responds by being really rude to the girls and even harsher with his students. 
When Hikaru uh, and Kaoru see this, they realize his reactions and they say, like, he's got an inf inferiority complex and they don't really have interest in trying to help this out. So they scamper off and Tamaki yells at them. Honey arrives and says, it's fine as long as Chika-chan grows up to be strong and happy. Oh, Honey does care about Chika. So Chika then confronts them outside, which <laughs> Haruhiko's how do we even have a field like this? Because they've never been in a field. They're like in the middle of a city, which I thought was funny. Um, and oh, yeah, made me coffee. I saw the excited hands and, and I would just like to say he froths the milk wow. every day. Since I have a platform to show people how great my husband is, I just want y'all to know that he makes me cute coffee every morning. Meanwhile, he's a good I'm boy. Drinking my normal coffee creamer in my hot pocket. I'm so sorry. Let I me tell you, alone. frothy coffee. <laughs> make Becky do it. I hate you. So how are you <laughs> sitting there like that? We're... Made Will smile. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. I'll make you frothy copy. Whatever. So Harahi's okay. So Harahi's standing out there in the field and wondering how they even got this field because it's never been drawn near a field. Which I love the fourth. Yeah, field, but... and it's just like a random part of the school. Like they're still <laughs> in the school. She's just like, when did the school get this field? It's great. Like, I love happening? the fourth wall break, and nobody like listens to her. Um, That's perfect. So. Chica confronts them and calls his brother an alien because Honey eats three whole cakes for dessert every night and holds a weekly midnight cake fest without ever gaining weight, which I also would be upset about if my sibling... Actually, my sibling can't do that, and it isn't fair. Um, Honey apologizes to Chica. Say that too. <laughs> Honey apologizes to Chica for causing so much pain and suffering for him, but won't give up being his true self. To settle the score, Honey and Chica have a martial arts duel. The stakes being that if Honey loses, he'll give up his weekly midnight cake fest. Mori's confident- I like that that's all he gives up. Yeah, like, like that's the thing he's that's like, causing- He's like, I won't eat cake at night anymore. Like, think, he's still gonna eat cake. <laughs> I think this is totally a metaphor for be like being gay. You do? Yeah. Like- Why? His parents are like- Oh, he's weak, he's being feminine, and he needs to be cool and all, like, masculine and all this. But Tamaki's like, be yourself, be yourself. And so Honey's talking about, like, I'm going to be myself. I still love my brother, but I'm I'm not going to change myself to fit their standard of how I should be. And so this whole fight's like, no, I'm going to win because I'm going to always be myself. And because, um, you know, they never outright say that except for Lobelia. But um, that's what I think it is. That's interesting. I've never thought about that before. <laughs> I've never gotten any deeper into that. I just see this as like, <laughs> this is what it is. It's he just likes pride. cake. It's Honey's Pride episode. <laughs> I enjoy it. Honey's Pride. We should rename this episode to Honey's Pride. That's Honey's the name pride. of this episode. Honey Pride. Honey Pride. <laughs> we might just be looking way into it, but I like it. Who cares? It's nice. <laughs> so I like that. <laughs> Maury's confident that Honey will throw the fight for his brother, but Maury discloses in every fight that the two brothers have, Chica uses the techniques that Honey used in the previous match. 
There, uh, he's now allowed his brother to practice those techniques, and he adds that a little sibling rivalry is normal, but confidently predicts Honey will allow Chica to win. But, <laughs> much to Mori's <laughs> sadness and, like, brokenheartedness, which I loved how they depicted that, uh, Honey does not let him win. He wins in a landslide, and Mori's just standing there like, what? He um, will never give up his nighttime cake. <laughs> nope. Honey's pride. Eating cake is also code fruit. <laughs> nope. All right, here we go. In the in the end, Honey considers Haruhi's opinion that if he loves cake more than his brother, he really is a terrible person. And also Tamaki's opinion right. that true strength means being true to yourself. After he's declared he's going to have a midnight cake fest now three times a week. Honey thinks about those I two thoughts. I can't think of that as not bad. You ruined this innocent, sweet little thing and made it sexual. You made it gay, and then my brain was, was like, gay. Sexual? Honey thinks about those two thoughts and opinions, and then ignores both, stays true to himself, and hugs Usachan tightly, saying, I love you. And that's how the episode ends. It's just sweet innocent. Sweet. I only have Sweet one and new innocent. character, which is Chica. In <laughs> uh, Chica, uh, voice actor is someone that we know. Oh. Um, his name is Aaron Desmuke. He's not from Saturday Night Live, <laughs> and he plays uh, Senku Ishigami in Doctor Stone, who is Doctor Stone. Uh, he also plays Tamaki Amajiki in My Hero Academia. Uh, sun, sun eater. Oh, I love. It's also confusing to have another Tamaki. Mm -hmm. like uh, he plays eater. William James Moriarty in Moriarty the Patriot. He plays Alphonse Elric in Full Metal Alchemist, the original, not the, uh, not Brotherhood, yeah, that's right, but in it's... Brotherhood, he plays the young version of Von Hohenheim. Okay, so we have seen him before. Uh, his Japanese voice actor's name was uh, Ki Watanabe, and they didn't have anything. This was all they had done. So, meh. In uh, the end. Episode 19. Here's your Netflix summary. The hosts take action to rescue Haruhi after uh, Binio manipulates her into taking a lead role in Lobelia's extravagant musical production. Lobelia. Lobelia. My light turn off. There we go. What is happening? Why are you turning off? <laughs> My lamp hates me all of a sudden. Well, everybody ignore this situation happening. Everyone ignore Bridget. It's really Why? hard to ignore Bridget, but everyone ignore Bridget. <laughs> trying to think of anything interesting happening to me lately to vamp not really oh i didn't tell you this i stepped down from my manager position at heb this week excuse me yeah it was just too much man wow okay so i was promised a lot of support which i never got yeah and i don't get paid anymore to do it and I don't feel like I'm learning oh, anything from it. you don't get paid anymore. Because I've been a manager for like 10 years. So it's not like I'm learning anything by doing it. I'm not getting anything from it. 
So I just stopped. Yeah, if you're yeah. not getting paid more to do it, screw that. Why take more responsibility? That's a very good question. I've been asking myself for a while, so I did that. Power to Huzzah. you, Doc. Boundaries. 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 There you go. That was my... It was a good stall. My so lab- incredibly sorry. So. Please hold. Oh, now it's my turn. Um, I've had a UTI all week. It's been pretty miserable. <laughs> sorry, I distract you. I'm just trying to fill in time. Uh, almost went to urgent care from how bad my stomach has been hurting. Um, yeah, I, I've, it's been a miserable week for me. Had a migraine twice. Dude, I haven't days. pooped all week. <laughs> Which, the- I tell you that too. Like when I was in the bathroom earlier and I needed time, that's because I was trying so hard. I have not pooped for a full week. It's been seven days and I want to die. I took Imodium three times this week. So we're in the opposite boat. <laughs> Do you want to trade? Because I'm no. so bloated. I've gained like six pounds of just poop inside of my body. I that am also <laughs> bloated because I'm trying to rehydrate. <laughs> not easy uh, i hate it uh yeah i don't know what's happening to my body but it's um it's trying to we're go just out broken it's trying to go down it's trying to we're broken and stressed out and now and what i was trying it to makes say. us not function correctly also i just want to say because i had this argument with someone at work if you claim to not pick your nose you're a liar yeah. Everyone in this world picks their nose. You get in your car after work and you shove a finger up your nose. That is a fact. There is no Someone tried to sane deny person it? in this world <laughs> that does not pick their nose. Yeah, I do it in they're traffic. like, ew, that's gross. And I'm like, you're gross because you're a liar. <laughs> you definitely pick your nose. You're gross because you're a liar. You're tacky and I hate you. Basically, what you just did to them. Just need everyone to admit to themselves. I pick my nose. As adult people, we pick our nose and it's great. It's like the best time of the day. I picked my nose and then had to go get a tissue because it was all bloody. And I was like, I had like a blood clot in my nose. And I was like, bro, what's happening? Bruh, that's how you learn crap. You need to pick your nose. Your snot tells you a lot about your body. Like if it's infected, there's an infection. Like, Get Props to picking it, man. You go, you go digging for gold up there, and you find something cool. That's what I wish for everyone listening it, to this podcast today. That's different. That's different. Don't eat it. You flick it away like a normal human being. You yep. launch that sucker onto or the wall. Or wipe it when it's you. those gooey ones, and you're like, Ugh. oh yeah. I still try. And you've like tried try to flick to it, it like ball, twelve times, and, and you're it like, never works. It never it, like, just works. rolls around your finger, and you're like. All right. Yeah. But you try so hard. The jeans. All right. Thank you for everyone for listening to that. Uh, Pause is over. Everyone picks their nose. (laughs) Everyone picks their nose. It's a fact. It is a fact. All right. Uh, Lobelia's Girls Academy strikes back. Lobelia. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't even practice. All right, the host club shows up at Haruhi's home, the door being opened by a long-haired man with stubble on his chin 
And they think they're at the wrong home, which I thought was really funny. They're like, oh, so sorry. Wrong, wrong door, wrong door. Like, and Carly's they start to dad leave. is beautiful. We gotta go. <laughs> they start to leave only to be rolled, literally, like cartoon style. They roll back into the apartment by Ronka in more masculine attire. They, they use dated verbs, but they're like, yes, even a trans man has stubble. Trans woman. Um... So Tamaki makes a grand show of greeting Haruhi's father, who promptly takes the bakery box from his hands and steps on his head while apologizing to the rest of the group for his appearance. Um, Ranka says that Haruhi isn't home, that she's out with the girls, and they're all sad about that until Ranka mentions Lobelia, and then they all panic. <laughs> um, so at Lobelia, where Haruhi is... Uh, they finally managed to kidnap Haruhi and bring her to St. Lobelia's Girls Academy, where they dress her in uniform, which was really funny. Do they give her, like, a wig? She has, like, longer hair. Weird seeing her in that. Uh, <laughs> well, they give her a wig during the performance, but not she has her at short that moment. hair? Okay. Yeah. And so she's in this dress. I think she's, like, drawn differently. Anyway, she's in her dress, uh, and they invite her She's to just join wearing the something feminine, and it's weird. Because it's, like, actually tight, too. Like, she has a waist, She has, like, tights and on she's still under her flat dress. as a board. So, yeah. <laughs> so they invite her to join the Zuka Club because a fellow performer broke a leg and can't perform in their show that day. Basically, the Zuka Club's the theater club. She refuses until she learns that Binibara, the main girl, uh, late mother, would be disappointed in her for canceling the show, and she was a Lily League member. So they use the dead mom card like to get sympathy because they both have dead which moms. is Haruhi's entire life, so easily swayed the poor child. <laughs> Meanwhile, He's so the easily host swayed. club starts freaking out when they visit Ranka and learn where she's at. They infiltrate the Lobelia, the Lobelia, St. Lobelia, Lobelia. Lobelia, and spy I'm sorry. on Haruhi's rehearsal and pretend to be fans of Lady Binibara and her in her fan club. in order to get close enough to Haruhi to rescue her. They all suck at being fans, except for Ronka, and they're like, wow, she is a professional. <laughs> and it was a great moment. So the host club and Ronka are outside the window watching, and Kyoya expresses that Haruhi doesn't seem to be Lobelia's type. Ronka agrees, but divulges that Haruhi's mom didn't seem to be the type either. But she was a secret Zuka club fan or member, something he didn't discover until he and Haruhi's mother were married and expecting. So she hid it for a long time. And it freaked him out. <laughs> He was so freaked it was so funny out. when he pulls out the pictures. He's like, <laughs> um, But also, it makes total sense why she was into him. yeah. Because that's like the type of everything she's into. She wanted a more feminine man. I was in theater, And she got one. and a lot of the, my old crushes or dates now have came out as gay. And I'm like, well. That's excellent. And And we love that. Also, same. <laughs> you, you're like, wow, they can sing, <laughs> and they can dance, and I they're know. nodding And you, to females. Oops. and then you go <laughs> on a perfect date to yep. watch End of the Woods and sing theater karaoke together, and you're shocked the next day when they're like, actually, I'm gay. And you're like, oh. What? <laughs>
and you're heartbroken. I'm like, that was only the best date I've ever had because she treated me with amazing human decency and we're a wonderful, kind human being. And also, you care about your appearance and you're incredibly gorgeous and this isn't disappointing and you wore at all. Deodorant. Fine. I'm very excited for you. Low bars in high school. You wore deodorant? Oh my god, right. Like, oh, you brush your hair in the morning? You believe in hygiene? This is wonderful. You're not anyway. wearing the same pants you've worn for the last three weeks. <laughs> You're not a wiener to the weird kid. You are the weird kid. It's great. Um, you don't snap at me to get my attention? Oh my god. I hate that. I'm so I sorry. That at Peggy. All right. They learn that Haruhi is a terrible actor when they're spying until she starts singing. And it's amazing. But then they realize she's lip syncing. <laughs> Which I thought was great. But what is what is the name? I can't think of the the name. Frederick. 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 Sama. She just started yelling that, like absolutely screeching it. And the dub, she's like Frederick. Frederick. No, she's like straight up screaming it. (laughs) So that's great. So as the curtain rises for the show. The hosts are waiting in a side aisle prepared to rescue her mid-show. But then Haruhi appears in costume and stage makeup and they find that troubling. So much stage makeup. That's how it always was. So Rocka remarks how happy and excited she seems. So they decide to wait until after the curtain falls to save her. During the actual show, Tamaki overhears that there's going to be a kiss scene. And then the spotlight shines on the group of males and Binio grabs Haruhi to her determined to steal a kiss because she sees that it's all about to be thwarted. And she says a bit about getting revenge and Haruhi even says, you're crazy, lady. <laughs> like, well, it's it's great because she is crazy. Tamaki leaps on stage and Kiyoya, in the meantime, has charmed his way into the control room, taking command of the technical console, and has the image of Haruhi kissing Kanako at the dance party from earlier in the season uh, projected onto the stage screen for the whole world to see, thereby thwarting Binibara's hope to steal Haruhi's first kiss. And first kiss to a girl. Haruhi jumps and lands squarely on Tamaki. Knocking the wind out of him. And Ronka is furious at his daughter. The Zuka Club's on the attack. And Tamaki is incapacitated on the floor. And Haruhi just runs away from everyone. Complaining that all she wanted to do today was go shopping. The episode ends with the Zuka Club and the host chasing Haruhi around the stage. And everyone slipping on banana peels. The perfect ending. That's how the last uh, Labellia's episode, they all fell on banana peels and i just love that running joke okay oh my gosh stupid banana peels they're pretty funny uh i don't have any voices these are all people that we already know Mm -hmm. so um, now i'm just gonna give you the summary for the next it's for episode 20 uh when tamaki asks uh hikaru and karu to be inaugural inaugural members Sorry, I like to add bees where they don't belong. Uh, of the host club, they show him just how difficult they can be. Hasna. That is it. So episode 20, the door, the twins mm-hmm. opened. Another backstory episode. The entire episode's a flashback. 
So it's a prequel that tells the story about how Hikaru and Karu are convinced to join the host club. So in one of the beginning they get scenes, to spend the whole time with their cute little bowl cuts. Oh my god, I love their bowl cuts, which I had at one point. Um, so the opening scene, which we'll go back to at the end of the episode. In middle school, there's a girl waiting for Kaoru in the courtyard. As the twins see her from their classroom window, Hikaru presents himself as Kaoru and asks if the girl would be okay going out with him instead of his twin, to which she says yes, validating that the only thing she cares about is their appearance. Hikaru calls to Kaoru, who shows himself, and they chastise the girl for her superficiality and then also for her bad hair and lousy letter. Um... The twins, feeling vindicated, laugh and leave the girl behind in tears. And then Tamaki has been discreetly watching and comforts the girl after they're gone. Because Tamaki is a true gentleman. His best boy. Best Best boy. boy. Tamaki. Facts. Facts. So as children, the twins had a maid they adored. But in reality, she was a thief trying to rob the family safe in the middle of the night. Which, of course, that's who they made friends with. The toddler twins tell her that if she could tell who is who between them, they'll give her the combination to the safe, which they keep hidden in their piggy bank, because that's totally the safest place. Unable to tell them apart. Five. Why do they even have it? The combo. I don't know. They stole it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Unable to tell them apart, the maid breaks open the piggy bank after they fall asleep and robs the family. As she's descending the rope ladder from the upper stories of the mansion, the twins wake up and ask her why she broke her promise. She said that she can't tell them apart and perhaps no one ever will. This leads to the twins' dysfunctional view of others being untrustworthy unless they can tell the twins apart, which of course no one can. Except Uh, When they meet Tamaki in middle school, he asks them to join the host club along with Kyoya, Honey, and Mori. And they agree, provided that Tamaki can figure out which twin is which, and they give him a month to do so. Over time, they grow bored and annoyed with Tamaki and tell him to get lost. They're even really horribly mean to him and say that, like, hey, we know you're the bastard of the family. Like, you were born out of wedlock. And I was, when they said that, I was just like, like, that poor boy does not deserve this. So they go back to being mean and selfish and playing tricks on girls who like them and isolating themselves from others. So they're just really creepy twins. Tamaki, despite being dismissed, remains determined and finally figures out which twin is which. They dislike his reason of intuition, but Tamaki helps Hikaru and Kaoru to understand that it's okay to be who they are, just as they are. They don't have to be identical. But if they keep themselves shut off from everyone, they'll never meet the person who really can tell them apart. This uh, impresses the twins as nothing had since the day their maid declared their likeness as something to be feared. The twins reflect and realize how they made people feel when they acted the way they did. Looking back on that poor girl in the beginning of the episode in the snow who they made cry and couldn't tell them apart and realizing how poorly they made her feel and like the first time they feel like oh maybe a little bit of guilt for being a wiener. So the first host club <laughs> meeting is being held on opening day and the twins are getting ready to enter the host club and standing outside music room number three with Kaoru leading the way into sociability with his hand on the door. And Hikaru says, let's open the doors together. And that's the episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, 
a weird backstory, but also shows like why the twins are devious and why they're good at doing what they do because they I mean be absolute menaces, but now they're good menaces. It's the show is ridiculous in its character backstories. <laughs> and then I have to remind myself that it is a spoof of this type of anime. Mm-hmm. But it just is so ridiculous. <laughs> like yeah. everything is so incredibly dramatic. Um but that's why it's so good, I guess. Ugh. I, I don't have any voice actors. They didn't give the Hatch and Maid a name. And then I looked up the actors and they haven't done anything else. So I decided to not care about it. Um, I, I got nothing. That was it. These are This is wow. a bunch of very meh episodes. Um, but the next ones all get really intense really quickly because we've only got six left. I know. So episode 21... Until the day it becomes a pumpkin. Episode 22, Mori Senpai has an apprentice candidate. Uh, episode 23, Tamaki's unwitting depression, which scares me. Episode 24, and so Kiyoya met him. I don't know what that means, but I'm excited. So it's the penult- next week's the penultimate episode. I haven't shown how Kiyoya has met Tamaki yet. Oh, him is Tamaki. And that makes so- sense. Kiyoya met him and they're best friends so you know it's they important are. even if Kiyoya doesn't admit it and Tamaki abandons him in malls poor thing yeah. you know how it is alright well, um, then after yeah. next week it's the last two episodes so this is and it. then we roll for sandwich for sandwich? <laughs> Have you been watching that guy on TikTok who rolls for a sandwich? No. Oh, it's great. He uses dice and he rolls to see what his sandwich is going to be that day. And it's always awful. And um, it's great. We roll for sandwich. I love that. What do you oh hope that we roll next? Animals. Um, I want to watch something I haven't seen. Hold on. I'm going to look. Like, I, I want to watch something new for me. I was like, most of this <laughs> list you made is not new for you. I know, but that was the point. <laughs> so I want to watch, like... What do I want to watch? I'll hold on as I scroll through our crowd. Oh my gosh. I want to watch... Like, I could watch Beastars, okay. or, uh, um, <laughs> Tokyo Revengers I'm interested in, Wonder Egg Priority I never finished, so I still want to see that. Um, I also want to watch Assassination, Assassination Classroom. You know what I really want to watch? Spy Family, because I won't watch it right now. Even though I really want to, because oh, yeah. it's on our list. I would watch Spy Family. I'd also watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, I love JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Michael's like really respectful that he doesn't watch anything that is on our list when I'm over there. But man, he's just oh, always well, like, that's sweet. He's always like, "When are you getting to Spy Family?" It's like, dude, I know. I really want to watch it. <laughs> it drives me. I crazy. also really want you to watch Haikyuu. Are you sitting here editing? 
No. There's spaces on here. The spaces are wrong. Lauren's OCDness was like, there needs to be a space after all these numbers. I just, it is really bothering <laughs> me. I'm so sorry. That's funny. <laughs> I fixed it though. I was looking and I was like, "What is she editing?" And I was like, "She's putting spaces after the numbers." God, you were still on the sheet. <laughs> I'm just lurking on here, like, "What's she?" Uh, I'm funny. sorry. I have a problem. Assassination classroom would be fun. But yeah, I want to watch Assassination Assassination Classroom. Oh my god. Oh and my. Uh, since it's that time of year, actually, Yuri on Ice would be really great. Oh. You were um, Assassination Classroom. I was like, <laughs> But I America. also would like to watch Spy Family because I, I stopped watching it when you asked me to. So I've only seen three episodes and That's I would like sweet. to watch the rest of it. I know. It was really hard. <laughs> Good three episodes. You know what I um, watched the first episode of that is amazing? Mm. Chainsaw Man. Yeah. The first episode of it too. It looks great. Michael I'm was glad like, I didn't read watching it. it. And I was like, okay. And uh, let me tell you, uh, if that dog does not come back, like if I don't, I get that he's still technically there, but if I don't see him in adorable little dog form, I will I looked at Michael. I was like, "Does the dog come back?" I had like tears in my eyes. Just means dog. I was like, "Michael, I need you to spoil this for me because I'm about to cry." Does the dog come back? And he was like, "I'm so sorry." I was like, "He goes, the dog's not technically. It does. The dog come back." (laughs) So upset. He was like, "I need to know. Don't get me addicted to this cute little chainsaw dog, and only for him to go away." Really upsetting. How did you get addicted to him? He was in like this much because he's was advertised in everything before this show started, and he's so stupid cute. And he looks like a girl. She is pretty cute. She's stinking adorable. And when she was angry in the beginning, I was like, "Oh, her spicy angry dog." And her tail is just like the chainsaw starter. It was cool. Well, now episode. that's in his heart. <laughs> yeah, I like that it's in his chest. Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I I really enjoyed Chainsaw Man. Yeah, it was great. I'm, I'm first excited. episode was great. Anyway, I have not gonna, watched episode two yet. I'm gonna rewatch the first episode because it just released in dub. Mm, I don't know if I'm. Gonna I think watch I'm gonna keep going in dub. dub. I don't know. I just want to hear what their voices sound like in dub, and then I'll decide what I want to do. I don't know who the voice actors are, but that's normally how I decide if it's a new show. I might watch it in dub just because I love picking out voice actors. Yeah, you do. You're good at it. I'm just like, that sounds familiar. I love it. I need it. Oh, it's it's an addiction that I have. Ready for a life update? I might be changing my meds. Oh no! Not not. I don't have an appointment. We're not going to be Lexabros anymore. Lexabro, man, it's just I've been on it for two years, and I feel like I'm like always asleep. I'm so tired all the time. It's really affected my energy, and so I need hmm. to see if there's something else. I don't know, Lexabro. 
I, no more Alexa Bruno. I was on there for two years, dog. But I'm just, I, know I don't that. know. We'll see. We'll see. I uh, some I was talking to someone and like you can get, with other brands you could combine different ones. So like they they were taking something else and then you could take propranol with it. And no, I don't know. We'll see. Well, I'll see. We'll see. I'll It'll see. be an experience. It's just like I just need to have more energy. I I like feel like I can't function without an app and I really don't have a schedule for an app in the middle of the day. So yeah, I don't have time. Like I I don't get that side effect at all. I'm I have issues sleeping, actually. But I've always had issues sleeping. So, so. I but I'm working on that. But I need I like need to not have 12 hours of sleep which is what lex pro makes me feel like i need i get that so i sleep for like six hours and then i'm like okay (sighs) i wake up every morning at five because i have to pee and then kick peggy out because she's a terror kick peggy out every night that's evil 5 a.m she Starts jumping on things, knocking things down. She knocked down my uh, pin board off the wall the other day, which is very heavy, by the way. Um, She's an absolute menace at 5 a.m. So I go turn on all her toys in the living room because I had to get her toys because she's a menace and lock her out. (laughs) We have this little automatic laser pointer that comes on for 15 minutes every hour. Keeps her wound up and... Then a little motion sensor thing that has like a peekaboo little feather that she chases. But yeah. All right. Well, that that's y'all's little scoop into our life. I was holding in a burp. That was really difficult for me. <laughs> but uh, we love anime. <laughs> we love you. Lauren loves burping. She does. She really, really does. Uh. <laughs> All right, um, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for watching Gateway Anime Podcast with Bridget and Lauren. Please remember to like, subscribe, and download our episodes. Remember, we also have a Patreon, so if you want to suggest shows for us to watch, make sure you go visit us. Special thank you to Marjorie McClendon for our artwork and designs and Drew Griffith for all of our music. We hope to see you again next week.